Voyage of the Geek for our final episode in our deep dive journey into the journey to the centre of the earth, the 1959 sci-fi classic. Uh, we decided on the 59 version. Um, plenty of fodder there. We may even revisit this as a genre of its own. There's so much material that we can cover. In this episode, uh, sorry, joining me as always, Rick Legato, Tom McGill, Dan Miller, myself, Dave Scotland. And this is our third third of uh, three episodes, so that's our final episode, and in our final episode, we like to see if the boys are paying attention um, to the film, uh, and we'd like to do that by going through our game show-esque quiz called The Probe. Uh, also, later in the show, we're going to wrap up our, our findings for the film, including our final vote um, on our uh Standard system of buy, borrow, or burn, and any last words. So let's get into it. Let's, uh, but without any further ado, uh, let's get right into the probe. What the hell is going on around here? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Don't cross the streams. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. It may shock you. I'm loving it. Every time I hear it, I love it. Um, (laughs) I can't do that. Um, So the probe is uh, basically a a quiz, and what do we need uh, for a a quiz? We need quizzes. We need buzzers. Uh, Pick a colour, gentlemen. I have blue, orange, and pink. I will have orange. Orange for Dan. Orangey. Whatever. Blue. Okay, Dan, uh, test your buzzer for me. A little closer to the... uh, Nice. (laughs) Tommy. Okay, nice. So uh, we've spared no expense. Uh, We have some questions up here, and we've included a little bit of footage this time around, probably not in this first question, but uh, when we get to those questions that have some footage, we'll watch the footage, and then I'll ask the the question and first buzz in. Um, So let's have a look at the rules for the quiz. And perfectly, the audio from This Island Earth uh, fits this film as well. <laughs> fits all of those films, I think. <laughs> so I'll be leaving it in. Um, obviously, the uh, the subject of this quiz is is Journey to the Centre of the Earth, the 1959 classic. Right. And the rules for the, for the uh, quiz, only one answer per player for each question. So if you get it wrong, you're out mm. as far as... Um, uh, answering a second time. Each question is worth 10 points, except for the questions that are worth more. 
Um, and the judge's def- decision Makes is final. Um, if you don't like my decision, there's obviously another judge that isn't here that I can't really. It's, it's like the court under the earth. That's there's right. The, there's the three jurors and they say guilty. My, my hands are tied. <laughs> you get shot. Taken out of the back and I'm shot. Just, don't shoot the messenger. Um, so without any further ado, let's jump into it with question number one. The news billboard reads something for Edinburgh scientist. What was the something? Dan. It was a knighthood. That was correct. That was correct. It was a a knighthood. And he didn't even have to pay for the newspaper because everybody was so impressed. And he was standing in front of the worst blue screen backdrop or composite (laughs) that was ever done. The next shot. (laughs) I swear the next shot he was standing in front of a bookshelf um, with books lined out of an inside, like it was an inside shot. Either inside or outside, but the books were three times larger (laughs) than his head. This was just wrongly put together. It was horrible. It was terrible. And it was right after this shot, which was lovely and sort of real life uh, set stage. And they filmed this in Edinburgh and he actually, in a shot before that, he walks up to a bookshop so they had planned this shot and maybe something went wrong or they didn't, they had to add some lines. I'm sure that that particular shot was not initially planned. And it really didn't serve any purpose either. It was just that some guy walked past and said, congratulations, Professor, and he kept walking. Yeah, and, 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 and he, he didn't have to pay for his newspaper. That's right. Because he's such an honour. All right, question number two. Do uh, I get 10 points for all of this? Uh, you, uh, Dan gets 10 points. But, <laughs> I, but I said the stuff about the blue screen. No. No. Yeah, no, absolutely. You get no points, um, and you're lucky I didn't code into this that I, I can't take points off. Won't contribute anymore. <laughs> it was uh, it was excellent. It was excellent, Tom. You just don't get points for it. Um, next question. Watch the clip. It seemed to whisper to me, "Buy me from Professor Lindenbrook." Uh, what did you reply? Three shillings. Tom's jumped in very quick. I haven't read the question out, but I'm going to allow <coughs> I'm going to allow questions <laughs> when the clip plays for you to jump in. Now, at your own peril, <laughs> three shillings. If you jump in answer. too quick before the question comes, you might not know the question I'm about to ask. Blue whale. Um, what did Alec <laughs> what? McEwen reply to the Rock? Now, Tom has jumped in with that answer. I will um, accept any other answers um, from the gallery. What did Ewan, reply to The Rock. When The Rock's going, buy me, said, buy oh, me. Yeah. Oh, well, can I so, I'm out of it now? The Rock said, buy me. In reason. this flirtatious um, uh, conversation that's going on here where the doctor indulges him by saying, He whispers at The Rock. What did The Rock uh, reply? I will take you home and make you my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no other answers coming forward? Nope. Okay, Tommy, Tommy has put forward. Yeah, he says, uh, only if I can buy you for three shillings. And that is actually... Word said, for oh, word. You could be bought for three shillings. Oh, it could be bought. Oh. Almost. Oh, almost, almost, almost. But he certainly gets the points. Tommy has <laughs> won that, that whole scene. Let's not take that too. Let's assume it's authentic. Isn't the correct procedure to write a paper and submit it to the university officially? What was uh, the other uh, famous domestic role that uh, Alan Napier, who played the dean of the university, what was he more famous for? I already beeped you. Yeah, well, you go first, but I'm saying the thing about Marnie. <laughs> you speak first, and then I will answer. I just find it interesting that him and uh, um, Diane uh, Baker together in this film play together in another movie called Marnie, which is one of my more favorite Hitchcock films. Where is she, she is. Uh, so that was your answer, Marnie? 
I, I only get the one, don't I? Yeah, you only get the one. Damn so, it. so uh, Rickers? He plays the butler in the 60s um, TV show, The Batman. That's correct. And his name was? Alfred. 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 And that set kind of looks like the 60s TV yeah. show for and, and, Batman. And the guy with, he always has a little boy wonder with him that he, he's another <laughs> teacher. He always has a has a guy with him that he walks around with. So there he is there. You can see him. He, he, as soon as you put the, the the Coke bottom glasses on him, he, he tends to uh, take on the uh, appearance of Alfred a little more. So points go to Rick. 1966, a few years uh, later. Now, let's get these rules down a little bit here. I'm going to play a clip, right? <laughs> Once the clip plays, the um, the question will pop up here. You you may answer at that point, but you got, can't answer before the clip finishes playing. Okay. So you don't have to wait for me to ask the question, but you can jump in as soon as the clip is finished playing. As soon right. as the answer, as soon as the question appears. As soon as the question appears. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. Blue whale. <laughs> Alec, you mentioned fate. Slight correction. Who was that first? Yes, Dan. It first. was me. It was Dan, what do you got? I was on the board. What did the professor find in Got- Gothenburg's uh, beard? He found potassium birdies. cyanide. He did indeed that find. That beard could have easily harbored a, a little bit as well. Potassium what about nits? Yes, and some nits, yeah, and spiders, some, some leftover breakfast. I'd have to say, if if Rick, if you had to come in with nits, it, you might have shared the points. Some yeah. scrambled eggs, absolutely. There's was, enough feathers and other crap in this guy's hair already. Absolutely. Okay, so same again. Uh, watch this clip. Then I'll be very useful. He doesn't understand a word of English. You can't come along. Why can't Carla come along? Oh. Rickers. She doesn't have adequate travel insurance. <laughs> that may be the case. Her hair is too tall. <laughs> Marge Simpson up there. That also may be the case. She's wearing bizarre, strangely apparelled, restrictive clothing, including buckles and uh, bits of wood. I think. Uh, Did it actually make too much noise? I think closest to the mark would be Dan. <laughs> um, the answer being. Come along, you're a woman. You're a woman. You're a woman. And also the police need her for questioning. <laughs> yes, she's... I think that gets brought up, doesn't it? Yes. Doesn't they say, you're going to have to stay here for the investigation of your, your suspicious investigation of your dead husband. Yes, you can't come along because that's your husband on the table just over there who's dead. <laughs> so Dan gets yeah, the points on that one. he's not need her anymore. <laughs> and uh, watch the following clip. Why is this sequence so familiar? Well, Dan's jumped in quickly. Because Dan told us already an hour ago. Because Steven Spielberg invented it and then transported it back in time to this movie. It was almost the answer I was going to write down, that Steven Spielberg somehow went back in time and influenced the director of this film. That's right, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. So... It is the Tannis uh, map room scene from Raiders of the Lost I think Dark. the music is even the same, all of that. It's very similar. 
It's also actually the fifth element, isn't there, the, when they're in the pyramid? There is a similar scene in the fifth element, and I'm sure this has been used in other films as well. Canon um, Destroyer, I think. Yeah, where the, the sun comes through some and then something lights the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Probably all taken from that original. Mm. Maybe it got taken from an earlier film, I'm not too sure. Then who are? Dan gets the points. Okay. Uh, next question is worth triple points. Ooh, tension. All right. So um, I'll watch the following clip. Why is this sequence so familiar? <laughs> Who was that? Rickers. Because on the same time travelling trip, <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Because, of course, if you're going to go all the bother, bother of time travelling, you're not just going to steal one idea. Yes, or implant. Or implant just one idea. That's right. You'll do a sway. Um, and any, any other, uh, anybody else offering anything forward? No? That's it. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, of course, it's from Buster Keaton's 1925 <laughs> classic Seven Chances. <laughs> <laughs> triple was stolen. Triple points go begging. Oh, wow. The house wins. That is very true. <laughs> this sequence goes on and on and on. I <laughs> <laughs> to work out where to cut the bloody thing. You do not find such perfectly round boulders in nature ever anywhere. <laughs> At I least think, in Indiana, I think Jones, a boulder a hits this tree and the tree proceeds to fall down on the stuntman. This is a Buster Keaton moving, so yeah. they probably took more care of the lizards than the people. That's and a good so point. Points go begging. Triple points go begging. Oh, nice win. That's thirty points to the house. Ooh. Oh, Dan. <laughs> Here we go, point scores so far. We have uh, Tom on 10, Dan on 40, Rick on 10. So uh, a tie for uh, second place between Tom and Rick. Dan out in front. I like to think of it as a tie for last place. Yeah. <laughs> second sucks. Um, so we have uh, our very next question is question number eight. I'll play a clip for you. It's my servant. Too much heat, too much load. What was the third thing the servant had too much of? Dan. Too much paper mache. <laughs> Squashed him to death. This is definitely one of those scenes where you can almost see where the lines of the paper. That was when it was Daddy Daughter Day. It was like they were running low on money. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, kids, we're Any, making rocks. Anybody else uh, want to weigh in on this one? Rickers. No, that was Tom. Oh, was that you, Tom? I, I think, but if you say the right thing, I get the point, so go ahead. <laughs> and if you say the wrong thing, I get another chance. As Tom it, seems so. to be making the rules up. <laughs> I've got nothing now. <laughs> Tom. There's too much fear. It was a wuss. Let's take a look. Too much heat, too much load. Much fear, and he gets it right. Tom has uh, taken the points on this one. He had too much fear. 
So even in death, Suck Newsom yep. kicks him in the balls. <laughs> Let's uh, watch the next one. Tree. The question is, where's the music coming from? <laughs> the duck is playing the music. Is there, no, no, it's not. There you go. There's the duck. No. God, it must be a lizard. Super the lizard is playing the harmonica. Why did the team start skipping and dancing a jig together? Dan. Because they had been eating magic mushrooms. <laughs> that was my answer. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you beat you beat uh, Rick to the punch. What do you got, Tom? I guess it wasn't the script. And that's the only way they had to do it. It was in the script. Uh, I have to tell you, it was a what the fuck moment. I just wanted to know why they started dancing in the middle of the- so points all round. Everybody gets points on this one. What a weird moment in this fucking film. Yes. Okay. Let's watch the next one. What's our large friend doing over there? I don't know. Special command of his majesty. Is that madman still giving orders? What was Hans doing over there? He's giving the counter blowjob. <laughs> that, uh, I'm pretty sure you haven't buzzed in, Tom. <laughs> oh, well, then I get another chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not right. And this is not the right answer. <laughs> Who else buzzed in? He was playing with his duck. <laughs> he was... Patting his duck was what I was going to say. <laughs> stroking the duck. We're seeing where, he the was stroking water, the duck. where the water runs off the back of a duck. He was touching his fowl. Let's just, let's just <laughs> say the uh, the quiz has taken a left turn, hard left turn. All the contestants have gone down that road. <laughs> he was chopping down mushroom cheese. To build a raft, yes. What in the world can he want with all those? The duck was See, involved. But I guess he wasn't stroking the duck on this one. So no points. Points go begging. Um, question number 11. You've come to ask me why I didn't take my rest period. Why didn't the Count take his rest period? I know, I know. It's me. Rickers. He's too busy stroking Hans' duck. <laughs> 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 yeah. He may have been. We didn't see it on film, but it may have been happening. Anyone else? Oh, I know. Because he doesn't sleep. He cannot sleep. He never sleeps. He can, but he doesn't like to. What? He doesn't like to. He hates these little slivers of death. I'm going to give the points to Tom. Because that's an Edgar Allan Poe quote. He hates those little slices of death. And I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Waste of time. Tommy gets the points. But then doesn't he like just like fall sleeping. asleep and just he crash? Pro- he probably passes out. He plays de- sleep the so question the duck was- doesn't get wise to his plan to eat it. <laughs> the question was why didn't he take his sleep period? His because, rest break. Because he hates those little slices of death. Yes. It's a powerful statement. It all piles up for his up and coming comeuppance. Okay, next question. <laughs> yeah, that's real. But that does look. That's real. Yeah. This one's questionable. The one in the mouth's questionable. That might oh. not be real. That looks like stop motion. It does, doesn't it? 
That's real. That does look real. And when they start chewing him to pieces, that's real. Mm. But the way they tuck in like that, it sort of looks like hand puppet. They might have been shoved at it. Yeah. See, like that one. I reckon that that's somebody like, on the yeah. other end of that iguana. Yeah. Shaking its tail. The frozen some, yeah, iguana some was encouragement. the guy. And we see some nice little compositing shot next where they go on the right-hand side, they go into mm. the water and the left are the lizards. That's a nice little... There's a couple not doing yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Map in the background. The, these are out of the loop. So, which reptiles were used in the filming of the giant Dimetrodon sequence? Uh, Iguanodons? Who was that? Hang on. Who was that? Me. That was that was Rick. Okay, you Rick. You forgot to buzz. Mr. I did Miller. buzz. We did count. it very close at the same time. Yours might not have been close enough to the microphone, so it was a technical um, problem. Okay. What do you got? It was a pepcak error. Was what? A pepcak error. Problem exists between keyboard and chair. Uh, yes. Um. Oh, uh, iguanas. Rhinoceros iguanas, if you want to be. <laughs> so you say iguanas. Yeah. I say rhinoceros. Yeah, more iguanas. information. They were called rhinoceros. Did you buzz I in? Think? I think you did. I did, just yeah, briefly. Did. But I'm just adding to what the others already said. Dan, second time. I yeah. said iguanodon. I thought you had said they were going to be dinosaurs. What dinosaurs were Well, they, they were rhinoceros iguanas with large glued-on makeup appliances added to their back. So I'm going to give points all around, which really doesn't affect the scoring in any way, shape, or form. Okay, let's watch the next one. Oh, no, next question is worth triple points. Oh, pretty quick. Okay. Very good. Yeah, why is gold magnetic? What was at the center of the Earth? A magnetic Damn. vacuum cleaner and a whirlpool <laughs> dishwasher. <laughs> it's uh, it's up there in the realms of close. The biggest hoard of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> the word ever needed. Oops. The, the case motherload. Of toilet paper. The motherload. <laughs> what do you got, Tom? The junction of the magnetic forces. It's there's something lacking, where I think the North maybe, and South Pole. I think it's a toss yeah. up between uh, you both. Your answers. It was a maelstrom or whirlpool ah, at the centre, but yeah. also the magnetic uh, came into it as well. So I'm going to give points to Dan and Tom. Now, physics. Speaking from a physics perspective, yeah. If you go down to the centre of the Earth, yeah, mm-hmm. wouldn't you get lighter? And lighter because the gravity ah. of the planet is all around. It's less because mass is and less. And so, as you get closer, you sort of start jumping with almost weightlessness, as if you were on the moon. And then, in the actual center of the planet, you would just basically float. You wouldn't be able to get out of there again. If yep. that ocean was down there and it was in a cave, the ocean would stick to the outside of the cave. Well, it would be a bubble. The ocean yes, would be, a, be like a, a bubble. Yeah, it would be all be pulled apart. Not to apart. mention hot. Let's, and let's not even get started on the heat <laughs> yeah. and no air. You know how yes. they get around that? Because in Jules Verne's time, they already knew that the Earth core yeah. of the center was hot. Yeah. So he gets around that physics by the professor declaring loudly, I do not believe it. <laughs> oh, and that's enough? Yeah. Enough said. Until the end of the movie, until the end, of the, move, it until the end of the book, after they've done the whole thing, Axel, the, the nephew, still says, I still think the earth, the center of the earth is hot. And they don't get to the center. They don't actually get to the center. That 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 ocean doesn't happen at the center of the earth. They get uh, carried away by the water and they get 
shoved, shunted into a volcano and erupt again. Mm-hmm. They never reached the, the center of the Earth. Oh, in really? The, in the All book. Right. But so we get ripped so it's off. a journey to almost the center almost of the Earth. Almost the center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a promised. A journey into a cave and out again. And never yeah. do. So how but, deep but did here, they go? 20 feet. Got a, yeah. 40 feet. <laughs> An ocean and a maelstrom. Where does that maelstrom go? Yeah. It goes to the other center of the Earth. The center of another Earth. Uh, I can see why Jules like Verne's black hole. publishers didn't go for journey to almost the center <laughs> of the Earth. <laughs> yeah. A little bit less exciting, <laughs> less triumphant. Okay, next question. That was a big spoiler. Sorry, guys. Uh, this is not yeah, going to end well. The Count is seen following Gertrude the Duck into the cave. What happens next? Dan. Kentucky Fried Duckin. <laughs> any, any other takers? It's foul. <laughs> it, it, that joke does not get older. <laughs> and Dave is never quick enough with his... <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. Nah, it doesn't deserve that. It. it doesn't deserve that. Poultry nope. cooking action. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and uh, Remember to tip your waiter. So um, I'm, I'm willing to give points to uh, Dan and Rick. I don't think there was much frying going on. I think no. there was more duck. bloodthirsty chewing on a live animal. Uh, ripped off a wing, ate the rest. Yeah. 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 And after the, the guys always carried around their little duck feathers after for, for minutes and minutes on the film, I think Sacknism should have had a bit of duck feather in the corner of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Been, or some been sign that he'd, he'd just eaten a live animal. Yeah, blood running down his... Or it would have looked better if he chin. did if he did like a Gilligan's Island thing and he had this apron and he had this <laughs> stove made of coconuts or something or other and yeah. he was like frying up this duck yeah. with vegetables and mushrooms. <laughs> and he mushrooms. And, then, and stale, Hans comes in bread. and he's like, what? Yeah. Stale bread from Atlantis. That's the Wile E. Coyote uh, <laughs> secrets you're describing there. All right, next one. Describe this unique <laughs> shot to our listening audience. Tom. That shot was like one second long or less mm-hmm. in the film. Yep. So they're, they're looking through the inside of a mouth in, a, la, a la, what did we say earlier today? The Little Shop of Horrors. Yep. You have that beautiful mm-hmm. scene in there as well. Yep. And so there's a quite, a set, quite a lot of setup for that yeah. particular shot. Absolutely. And they have it so briefly that if we blink you... And they must have realized on editing the film, they said, like, this, this looks shit. Yeah. So, his tongue, no, let's not put that shot in there. We, we spent so much money on it, we got to pop it in there. Okay, well, well let's, let's a, put three frames of it. He gets in the whacked by that that part of the tongue a out tongue there. tongue just flies out. Knocks him over. Oh, does it? And it's, so it has to line up with what's in the foreground here as well. It's a bizarre. And how many millions of teeth did they have? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 the camera, we're doing wide angle, guys, here. We're doing cinema vision. <laughs> Viscous scope. Viscous. We need to have at least 48 more teeth on either Way side. More teeth. more teeth, more teeth. <laughs> and that little tongue, so little ridiculous. narrow tongue. Yes. Everything about that shot is wrong, and I understand why they hardly show it in the film. I don't understand why they didn't cut it out completely. Well, Tommy gets the points. It's tongue cam or mouth cam. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, we've got a question, not a clip. Why weren't the humans melted alive inside the altar stone? Aha. Because... The lava was really made out of oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Technically not incorrect. Not the answer I have here, though. 
They're riding on a cancer dish, which actually <laughs> insulates them from all the heat. Yes, we'll yeah. prevent them from dying instantly and swap it for dying 10 years later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing more to add, Rigas? Um, it was asbestos. That's yeah, the cancer yeah. that and I was referring to. Well, the points have to go to uh, Rick for accuracy. <laughs> That's right. Hey, um, my oatmeal was perfectly accurate. Yeah, it I was, think Dad's, <laughs> Dad's got a point. Some sort of yeah, but the storm. judge's decision is final. <laughs> and wrong. It's always been wrong. A massive form of asbestos. A massive form of asbestos. Um, I had no idea what serpentine was before I had to research this Mm. question. Serpentine is a natural formed deposit that is uh, that has naturally occurring asbestos found in it. Because I think there's other forms of asbestos. So Rickus gets the points. It's rather unfortunate. Serpentine sounds fun. It does. Mm. Sounds, sounds, cool. sounds, sounds, sounds a lot less deadly. Somebody said, very fun do you want a whole bunch of serpentine? We can do some serpentine car- yeah. tiles in yeah. your bathroom. Yeah, You'd be like, it. hell yeah. I want that. That's well, what I want. In the 1959s, the same held true for asbestos. Yeah, mm. yeah that's right. it was a wonder product. Yes. Slightly furry. You had oven mitts, women in mm. like, oven mitts made of it. All right. Next question. Watch the clip. Best scene in the movie. Excuse me, ladies. Excuse me. Why was Alec naked and backing away with a sheep in his arms? <laughs> I knew Rick would be quickest. What do you got, Rick? He was patting hands, Doc. <laughs> this is all the things about sex that I always wanted to know, but I was always afraid to ask. <laughs> This is what happens after a long night of magic mushrooms. <laughs> yes. They didn't actually go to the centre of the earth. They just got yeah. on some magic mushrooms yeah, yeah, and yeah, shagged yeah. a few farm just animals. Just ran around the forest for like, they all came out naked. Turns them to a man. So the answer, of course, is that uh, a volcano blew his pants off um, and you can take the boy out of New Zealand butt. I wonder if I could say that. If, if I'm ever caught not wearing pants by a policeman, <laughs> I'm sorry. Constable Volcano blew my pants off. The You're never going to believe this. It'll be worth a try. You're yeah. never going to believe this. I know what would end up in the transcript. <laughs> and at the end of it, you say, would you like a mushroom sandwich? Um, uh, who was closest with that one? Who knows? Me. <laughs> I can't remember. Nobody, nobody said New Zealand, yeah, I, I think. I don't think anyone uh, said the pants got blown off or that. I was um, thinking it. He was tampering with a I sheep. saw it in a movie. <laughs> All right, last question. I thought it would catch in your throat. What caught in the professor's throat? Duck wing. <laughs> Just duck for dinner. I don't know. It sounded like that. It sounded like the secret password to a to a, a code because the way she says it, she says, I thought that. Catching it, it it sort of is a secret password mm. to a to a secret code. Yes, it was marriage proposal. Mm. He was going to propose that she move in with him, and the word "propose" is what she ah uh, she was hinting. Didn't want That's to, right. I'm going to give the points to use it like that. I'm going to give the points mm. to Rick and Tom. Well, uh, what do you propose? Oh, that's not a word I bandy about, Professor. What did I say? Which word? I thought it would catch in your throat. That so was the very word proposed yeah. that caught in his throat. 
which is a secret code to secret business. Muddled headed. You never professor. want to unlock. Yeah. Always thinking about work. Alec didn't propose to the sheep. He just took it and had his way with it. So uh, that's how man does it. That's where's, a proposal. Where's a decent proposal? Oh, Dan's Propose afterwards. Better a duckling. <laughs> oh, we got some big Ooh. points. There are some big points in the house. Whoa! It'll be gotten. Oh, Tom has come home in that last question, sharing the points with uh, Rickers. Yep. And Shared taken win. the victory from Dan at the at the death. Dan's been robbed. Yep, Dan I, has I agree. Been. <laughs> but what can he do? So uh, that is yeah, our- like the evil sack mussin who went down and sack- <laughs> stole my sack- glory <laughs> from the center of the earth. I'm very confident you've not said that word the same way twice. <laughs> sack ball sack. The sack- honor that is rightfully mine. <laughs> so. Our uh, the probe quiz for our second outing goes to Tom. Boo! By the skin of his yeah, teeth. Me too. Boo. Our carryover <laughs> champion Rick um, coming last. Coming last uh, or second, third. Yeah. Um, last is actually. Is, we should say what the scores are for the viewers. Oh, for the home viewers, yeah. Tom. Tom scored one hundred and ten points. Uh, Dan one hundred points. Very close. Second place <laughs> and then third place. Fifty points for Rick. Who at who, least re- maintained his dignity. Who helped. <laughs> who, there should be some bonus points. I'll try to work the uh, code out later on because Rick um, to put the came foul to the party in. with some excellent answers. They weren't correct. They were a mile off base, but they were hilarious and they were excellent. <laughs> and that deserves some and points. And they all had to do with poultry. <laughs> Next time around. What the hell is going on around here? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Don't cross the streams. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. Um, before we close out the show and close out our our uh, expose of uh, this 1959 sci-fi classic, um, how about we uh, throw it around the table for any final thoughts on the film? What? What are your fi- what's your final review uh, recommendation for the film, as well as uh, our score based on our buy, borrow, burn rating system? Dan, start us off. Um, <clears throat> I was edging on buy, mm-hmm. but I'm feeling more of a borrow. Okay, not not worthy of the collection. Yeah, I don't know. Ben Hur, it's tough. <laughs> Might have just beaten it out again. Again, yeah. Nah. Forty years later, yeah. yeah. Oh, fifty-seven. Fabley. So, uh, sixty years later. Forty, sixty years later. Yeah. Oh, it's old. I think it's definitely worth a watch, but for me, I think it's a borrow watch. A borrow watch. You can get it on YouTube. It's up on YouTube. Is it in, in its entirety? Tell me. Uh, love it. Own it. Own it. Nice. Absolutely. I'd probably buy it. Have it in the collection. I'd have it in the collection. Probably wouldn't, you know, I'd wait for two for one, you know. Yeah. Two for 30 bucks. Get, two it, for, get it out of the bargain bin. Yeah. But you'd spend some money on I it. I would definitely spend some money on it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm similar. Uh, if I came across this film on a Saturday afternoon, movie mar- matinee on television, I'd watch it um, for its nostalgic value. And um, for its time, it was a well-produced film. Um, mm. I think it's pretty solid. And it took itself pretty seriously as well. So I would give it a buy on buying this film. 
All right, gentlemen, that's it for our final episode of Journey to the Centre of the Earth. And also, it's the end of this episode of Voyage of the Geek. Next time, we'll have a brand new film. Until then, it's bye for me. See us. Auf Wiedersehen. Adios. How many are you?